Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I'm here with Kim Guillory, integrative mind-body coach and business mentor for healing-focused entrepreneurs. Kim uses human design as a holistic approach to self-discovery. She also helps healing-focused coaches and practitioners break through mental constructs so they can help more people, make more money, and create more impact. Kim offers an integrated approach to coaching through her e-school, one-on-one appointments, and so much more. She is also the author of The Punchline Approach, Gain Power and Control Your Life, which is available on Amazon. Welcome, Kim. So glad to have you on the Integra podcast today. Hi, thanks for inviting me. I was happy to have something to respond to. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you have so much that you offer to your clients and your participants. And I always think it's important to share our origin stories with people so that they, um, you know, it spreads just this message of hope and knowing that people have been in these places uh, where they've healed and they've overcome and become so empowered. Can you share a little bit of your story? Sure. Um, I mean, I can take this all the way back to childhood and again, in adult, you know, I'm a six, two, I'm a six, two. Yes, yes. But hey, do it because I love it because you do, you have this, uh, amazing, um, triphasic, uh, learning and being so go for it. Yeah. It's a lot of experience, but I'll just break it down to one. So I could just take you to where I am today, which is I, this month I will be married mm-hmm. for 31 years. I have five children, 12 grandbabies. And they're all flourishing, prospering, and it's amazing. I'm healthy. I'm well. I don't have any physical conditions. Um, I don't have mental or emotional conditions. And so this is like the end game. But it wasn't always that way. As a child, um, I didn't have a mom. And I spent most of my childhood all the way up until adulthood, actually, like just looking for that, wanting Mm -hmm. that family, wanting that bonding, wanting to be connected, wanting to feel safe, wanting to belong. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I craved it as far back as I can remember. And when I was 19, I got pregnant and I remember when he was born and I had battled with depression, suicide. Mm-hmm. I like so many things from childhood, you know, as a six to mm-hmm. all of the things that we experience from abandonment, rejection, um, neglect. And when he was born, I remember looking at him and like really going through this kind of crisis of, I don't understand why a mother would leave her child. You know, mm-hmm. being able to sense how much love there was. Yeah. And how could anyone, you know, it's like it was, mm-hmm. and not like she was the dad, she was the mom. Like there, the baby came out of her. How could this right. happen? You remember? Like I was playing with that. So anyway, I made a decision in that moment and I laid my hand on him and I said, the cycle stop here. Mm-hmm. I break these generational patterns, cycles, curses, whatever the hell that was that I just mm-hmm. went through. I never want this kid to go through that. I will do whatever I have to do to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was going to look the way it looked. I'll be honest with you. Right. Um, I just knew in that moment that something inside of me clicked and I was no longer important. And mm-hmm. I had a reason to live. Mm-hmm. I had a purpose and it was to change this. And within six months, I met my husband 
who moved in next door um, after Aww. he was divorced and he had to sell the house and paid off the ex and, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had three children who were boy, girl, girl, which was exactly when my mom left and their mom had left. And I didn't realize this until years later, but it was an opportunity to heal the cycle. I didn't like when I laid my hands first doing it, I had no idea that this is where it was going to go. And looking at that now it's, we have one child together with the rest of the rest. It's all been like killing the cycle. And the crazy part that I went through a lot of mental, emotional, and physical stuff through the next 30 years. And what I noticed is how separated I felt, even in this mm-hmm. huge family, mm-hmm. sitting in the living room with all of them. And I still felt disconnected. I still didn't feel like I belonged. I still felt like there, I was weird. I was different. There was something wrong with me. And, you know, the, now what I understand about that is the mind, mind body connection, the mind body disconnection, right? I was still living in that environmental patterning. I was still living in the neglect and the rejection and the abandonment, even though I wasn't living that anymore because my neurology was like the cells of my body, the cells of my Mm -hmm. being, you know, had acclimated to that. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was having a lot of emotional stuff through those years. And I kept going to the doctor for the symptoms and I ended up having 15 surgeries, 24 years of medication, over a dozen diagnoses, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the things, depression, manic depression. I was given lithium. I was on Clonopin, Xanax, Adderall, um, pain meds, as well as sinus and allergy medicine. I had a complete hysterectomy at 29. I lost, I lost my shit. You can say Mm -hmm. years old because I was so disconnected, not having Mm -hmm. replacement therapy. So Anyway, that ended up bringing me to a mental place. And so the story just kept going on and on. That was mm-hmm. my Saturn return, my first Saturn return. Right. Uh-huh. And my recent, like in the whole middle part, that 30 to 50 was like a lot of research, problem solving, coming up with solutions for other people. And all I remember from being a very young child is I got to figure this out. I never want to feel this way again. And if ever I figure it out, I have to help other people. This can't be a waste. This can't mm-hmm. be a waste. And that story just continued to go on. And so when I got to the other side of all of this through this mind-body work, which I call integrative mind-body coaching or healing, mm-hmm. um, and understanding that the subconscious was continuing to tell the story that no longer was, I was like, we, I got to share this. We've got mm-hmm. so much work to do breaking generational patterns. We, they, yes. It is the memories are the problem. The memories right. are the problem. The circumstances right. are not the problem. And what's stored in our body, feelings buried alive, never die. You know, what's stored mm-hmm. in our body is playing out and we're reacting and responding to it. Our mind is making up a story about it and we continue living in that cycle. Exactly. So I am on a mission mm-hmm. to share with millions of people the message of personal transformation, personal empowerment mm-hmm. and self-healing, but right. not just the message. I'm here to share the tools mm-hmm. and I share the tools by training health and wellness practitioners, the tool mm-hmm. that helped me, that saved me, that transformed me, that mm-hmm. came through the, my life as a six, two and my experience of getting mm-hmm. to the other side. And that's the book, the punchline approach. That's the, how that I was looking for, for 30 years. And that's, that's where I'm at today. Oh, that's so beautiful. And for, um, anybody who's listening, who doesn't understand uh, what she's talking about around 
being a 6'2". She's talking about her human design profile, which is the line six and the line two. And so for uh, human design uh, newbies, that is just one piece of your human design body graph. So just wanted to uh, throw that in real quick, just so people uh, know that. Uh, so let's, let's move on. So, wow, what, what a story. I mean, I, I get it. You know, I just, I feel like our age group, because you and I have talked, we're like three or four weeks uh, in apart in age. And I just feel like our group is here. We're here to break those cycles and do that work and help our children and um, heal uh, seven generations back and seven generations forward. And I there and that's more of the Native American tradition. But I know that um, Karen talks about you know even further back um, generational patterning being broken. Have you done uh, work around that? Uh, how do you see that uh, showing up in your family? I believe so. Um, my dad. Everything I remember about my dad was grief. He mm. just could not get over my mom. Mm. And then she died when I was almost nine. She ended up dying and he just never, he never got it. He was still waiting mm. for her. I was still waiting for her. It was so yeah. weird. And, you know, I had this huge healing episode not that long ago, um, kind of finalizing all of this where I re-experienced the weather, what it was like, them talking mm. about like, when they came to tell the news. And I was like standing against a tree and no one told me, no one explained it to me. I didn't mm. understand. Mm -hmm. I was like, am I supposed to be sad? What am I supposed to be feeling? I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know what to do. And it was the weirdest thing to experience that as an adult and realize mm -hmm. I had been frozen in that story all of this time. Yeah. And so that, and then my brother committed suicide. Mm. And so watching like my dad, not be able to get over that feeling like he hadn't done enough and right. you know, he couldn't, you know, we needed a mother and we didn't have that. And, you know, he, he didn't know how to do it. He didn't know what to do about, he was trying to like make a living and provide for us. He didn't know what he was doing back in the sixties and seventies, like, right. you know, um, and so there, just so much of not wanting to repeat what I was experiencing. And mm -hmm. I felt, you know, I have a lot of open centers and I felt a lot of his pain. Mm -hmm. I took it on. I had guilt. I didn't want to make any trouble. I worried about him mm -hmm. and I ended up being a little worry wart, you know, yes. and, you know, part of the, the mind body healing is now recognizing that the time that I did get attention, that I did get recognized mm -hmm. uh, or acknowledged was when I was sick, I went to the doctor for a bad stomach ache and ended up like on mm -hmm. Librax and um, taking milk and magnesia and um, at a, a very young age. And then my appendix almost burst when I was seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how this plays in our psyche, but mm -hmm. those who cannot heal from chronic illness and disease, it's because it's the first form of love. So you can't let that go. Right. Because the psyche has this pattern, this addiction to that, and you won't mm -hmm. let go of that old identity because then you're lost, you know, because you can't mm -hmm. identify with yourself if you're not in pain, if you're not suffering, if you're not, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that, you know, I know all of that. And I realized I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to go teach other practitioners, you know, yep. massage therapists, physical therapists 
therapists, chiropractors, those who are in the medical community who are helping mm-hmm. to bridge that gap more in a holistic way. Mm-hmm. I need to get this tool in the hands of those people that are frustrated because mm-hmm. they're working for the insurance company and their clients are not getting the results because the massage is not working and the chiropractor mm-hmm. adjustment is not working. It keeps coming back. And I'm like, I see it so clearly. And I didn't go really looking for that one that showed mm-hmm. up to me one day. I was, I was actually genuflecting in church, sitting in the pew. And I started, I just started seeing it. And I was like, mm-hmm. God, don't give me this. If I can't do anything about it. I was so right. frustrated at this point. And I was seeing the lamps and I was seeing the, like just, and working in business. I had been in business for myself since my twenties mm-hmm. and watching the symptoms, the chronic symptoms with these women over and over yeah. and over week after week. Cause I did their nails, their hair, pedicures, we had tanning and fitness. So I saw this, mm-hmm. I saw all the physical mm-hmm. conditions. And when it became very clear to me about metaphysics and understanding psychosomatics, mm-hmm. I couldn't shut it out. And I was, I felt tortured because mm-hmm. it wasn't accepted. It wasn't received, right? I'm weird. I'm witchy. I'm like, you know, exactly. occultic or whatever the thing mm-hmm. is. And it, so that within itself created a lot of the suffering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you have to hold down those spiritual gifts, you know, and we're dealing with, you know, religious doctrines, um, opposing what we're feeling, seeing, experiencing it can, yeah, it can really mess with your own emotions and your physicality also. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how to want to live. I did Mm -hmm. not want to live. I was actually Mm -hmm. very angry because I did live through an attempt and I had a, I was even rejected by heaven is the way I saw it at that Mm -hmm. time. You know, Uh And I was like, well, this is great. I'm freaking stuck here. So I went on to just live very carelessly, which could have killed me and didn't. And then I had an awakening moment of realizing that, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm depressed. A friend of mine was diagnosed with fourth stage liver cancer. And when she told me, I heard a voice in my head that said, why does she get to go? And I have to stay, this doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh god oh god mm-hmm. uh, i'm like whoa and so i made a deal i made mm-hmm. a deal with the heavens with god with spirit with source mm-hmm. you know and i said but that's fine because i'm a little smart ass you know i was like yeah exactly if i gotta stay i ain't doing anything else that ain't fun and yeah. i want a community I'm not doing this by myself. And so I set my petitions and demands and oh my God, Heather, everything fell apart. Everything Uh fell apart, like Mm -hmm. in the most horrible way, Mm -hmm. you know, and yet I guess it was worth it, you know, to have Mm -hmm. the freedom and the ease. And I am not medicated. I am completely well, even though I have so many organs that are missing and Mm -hmm. I feel vibrant and alive. I could bottle the energy that I have. I feel very clear and level-headed. We have broken all of these dysfunctional patterns in our relationships. And there was a lot, Mm -hmm. it was a lot to break. You know, this it's so complicated, right? Relationships are complicated because of the conditioning and because of the buried traumas and because Mm -hmm. of the triggers. And there's so much that's happening. That's not really happening, but it's the way that the mind is reflecting the story back to us. That's Mm -hmm. creating this. Mm -hmm. And the people you love the most are the ones you resent the most because you don't understand this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's part of my incarnation cross too. It's like, you're here to heal uh, relationships like this. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but I never saw it that way because I was more in, you know, business coaching and healing. Mm-hmm. But now I can see that what I work with more than anything else, even in business coaching 
is relationships. If your partners are not on board, if you're fighting against right. your communities and your environment, if you're fighting against religious dogma, generational patterning, societal conditioning, environmental messaging, mm-hmm. then you have a relationship problem. Yes. Oh and my gosh. Yes. So between that and then really having the understandings with my kids and mm-hmm. their kids, you know, and how all that looks now. And I'm on a mission, man. I'm going to rewrite some generational patterns. I listen, I'm gonna tell you a funny story. Mm-hmm. I was wanting to create an impact, right? Us six twos. We want to get out there. We want to be, yes. we want to leave an imprint. We want to leave our legacy. <laughs> so like, is anyone going to discover me? When is this? This work is amazing. Won't someone look at me? Right. Mm-hmm. We're like permitting and trying to, there's, there's so much going on, mm-hmm. conflict going on. Why is my vortex not calling me out? Come on. <laughs> Exactly. And then I had a moment and one of my clients said I had trained 12 integrative coaches and she's like, you know, Jesus had 12 followers. We can do this. And I was like, oh, fascinating. It's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's fast forward. Miss want to create an impact. Let me look in my own backyard. I have 12 grandbabies. (gasps) So Uh can we create impact within our own family? Hail to the yes. Right. Exactly. They are going to recreate what we show them, especially as a role model. And Mm -hmm. here I was leaving it up to the school and the church and the government Mm -hmm. and the college in order to teach them Mm -hmm. instead of me taking responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's been my latest. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing right now, that inspiration, that fire is coming from that awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and how we show up for them will impact them and how they show up for others. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that. So in your experiences, you have had uh, many, many uh, shifts, I'll just say, because you had your business, like you said, you had the um, basically spa type of environment, fitness center, um, your yoga teacher, you've done um uh, one of the nutrition programs that is available. And, um, you added in, of course, hypnotherapy, but also now human design. And that's how you and I met through, um, human design, uh, work that we're doing, which is, um, as human design specialists, how do you integrate that into, uh, how you work with your clients and Mm -hmm. your participants? Great question. So, um, yes, I am a yoga teacher, health coach, life coach, hypnotherapist, massage therapist. (laughs) (laughs) My my life coaching started as a cosmetologist and a a fitness trainer because you hear all of the stuff there. Right. Lots of years of training. But when I was um, one of my yoga students mentioned to me a birth chart, she said, have you ever had a birth chart? I really would love to know your your astrology stuff. And I was like, no idea what you're talking about, but of course I'm interested. Right. Heck yeah. That's where it began. I had an astrologist that I worked with for a while and it blew my mind to really understand Mm -hmm. myself. And I started running those, her running those on all of my coaching clients. That's kind of how it started. Cause I was like, yo lie. I don't even know who you are. Let me pull this up and find out who you really are. Right. And and I hid it from them for a while. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once I had their time and information, then, and I found out about human design, I started running that on them without them knowing, because I didn't Mm -hmm. Want them to go down these rabbit holes, right? Right, exactly. They don't. They quit doing the work, and they start blaming the design or the gates or the channels or the exactly. whatever. So mm-hmm. I was trying to protect them from that. But what I noticed is once 
I was able to see what was happening to me was not personal and it wasn't happening to me. Right. It was happening through me. Uh So that was the difference. I was stuck in martyr and victim mode. Mm -hmm. So I was the victim of the circumstances Mm -hmm. and I was a martyr because I was suffering it to go to heaven. Right. So I was stuck oh, in that yeah. for years and I couldn't get out of it. And I didn't, I mean, I was like such a strong Christian. I couldn't, I, I couldn't see another way, mm-hmm. but I was staying sick and suffering and you know, all of the mm-hmm. things. So when I started really understanding human design was data, it was information. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what really got me is when I heard a six two tell her story and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is making uh-huh. sense. And you know, I've told you this. I think a big part of my journey is going to be to help six twos cross the bridge. Like it's yes. six, get off of the roof. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. We really don't have that resource. I think, and this no. is purely purely spectating. Mm-hmm. The six twos either lose it all or they get aligned. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we don't really have a lot to look up to that have gotten aligned. Would you, would you say? Oh yeah. 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 Because it's such, it's Mm -hmm. such a, um, I don't know what's the word we'll use for like the actual six to themselves, you know, the, the Mm -hmm. line six, it's, it's just an, a different species. You could say, you know, being a visionary, being able to see generations out, having Mm -hmm. such a drive and desire to help the generations to come that you can't bypass it, you know, because it's so strong within you. I I can't drop those visions. Like I see it so clearly and I don't see like the material. I don't see the other, it's mm-hmm. just the perception. Right. I, and I don't know how to get out of that. Maybe there is a way that I haven't mindsetted my way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but recognizing that giving myself permission to mm-hmm. be flexible, to be free, to be spontaneous, mm-hmm. to be an emotional being, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those years I was on antidepressants, I was so depressed because I couldn't feel anything. Right. And, my doctor, my doctor, when he doubled my antidepressants, I was at three mm-hmm. milligrams of rebutin. They doubled it to twice a day. I left the back door crying. I couldn't even walk to the lobby. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was going to the mental place to go and get myself evaluated because I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, his wife ended up committing suicide, wow. who was our first cousin. Mm-hmm. And at the funeral home, he said, how did you figure it out? Mm-hmm. He said, I mean, my folder was so thick. How many years I struggled with this? And I said, you know, all those years of that medication, I could not feel myself. I had no sense of direction. I had no understanding. I could, I was numb. And I said, it's like the drug said, Hey, you're not responsible enough, or you're not stable enough to feel. So we're going to shut that down. And he said, Mm -hmm. well, that is what it does. (laughs) I was like, well, that's a problem for an emotional being. Can you imagine how many emotional beings are being their emotions are being cut off, shut off. This is a problem. So anyway, that was a big turnaround. And while I was at church and I was watching her four sons carry her body, I was Mm -hmm. standing and I watched these four kids. One was just graduating from high school. The youngest one carry her body across the church. I said, I can not be quiet about this. Mm -hmm. We have a 28% suicide rate in my parish. One third of our people die by their own hands. Oh my goodness. And if you count the ones who are overeating, over drinking, carelessly living, that's just a slower form of suicide. It really is. It really is. It's an addiction in itself, you know? So I made a decision that I was not going to stop talking about it. I was traveling, teaching Aromatech, which is a doTERRA Mm -hmm. uh, mind-body tool that helps with emotional healing. Um, 
that's, and then eventually moved it into coaching, coming up with my own technique, you know, writing the book and helping other practitioners integrate this in their practice, because it is so practical. It's so mm-hmm. simplical. It's simple, practical, and it applies to anyone. Right. It's a framework. Mm-hmm. It's a universal framework mm-hmm. to trans- transform, to transmute, you know, the shadow into the light. It's, it's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. We're taking the same information and we're just reframing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause you're just shifting, you're shifting the thought forms and the emotions and, um, turning them into what they need, but you're still looking at the shadow self because you are, um, you have to, you have to take that deep dive, you know? And I think that's can be so hard. And that's why people medicate themselves through food, uh, social media, you know, any addiction that can, can, because it, just like the Welbutrin or the Prozac or the uh, Zoloft. Zonabin and Xanax and Zoloft. Mm-hmm. And all, I, did, I took them all. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. I did 24 mm-hmm. years of this mess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just a lack of tools. That's, no. that's uh-huh. um, what was missing is I really didn't have, number one, I didn't have the understanding and I didn't have the tool to pivot. I didn't understand mm-hmm. neural pathways. Most of us don't understand the most powerful asset in our body, which is our brain. Right. And we also don't have an understanding of the emotional body. And so I, I really feel like I'm here to teach about the emotional body. I didn't mm-hmm. know it existed. I wouldn't have been so heavily medicated. Mm-hmm. And it's like a pie cut in four pieces. And so it's like our physical body goes to the doctor. Our mind goes to the psychiatry world. Our spirit, spirituality goes to the church. And then there is no one taking care of the emotional body. And now that I have an understanding around it mm-hmm. and to process on like, okay, this is how you process an emotion. This is how you integrate the experience. And this is how mm-hmm. you embody the new experience. That's how you transition and transform, mm-hmm. you know, but it is a process it's, and mm-hmm. it take, you got to go through some layers in order mm-hmm. to truly do the work. Otherwise I'm saying all this and someone is understanding and they will say what I say, but they will intellectualize it. This is not intellectual. No, it isn't. No. Cause you have to take it in. I mean, the issues are in the tissues. People, it's experimental. You know? It is not intellectual. No, no. And there are so many layers. I mean, it, it's amazing, you know, through, as you've experienced through our healing journeys, we do, we take off one layer and that takes us to another uh, level. And then another layer comes up to, you know, and it might be around the same thing, but it might not be, the experience may not be as difficult to go through since we we've, we've already unraveled some of those layers. So that's just beautiful. I love it. I love it. So tell me a little more about what you're working on right now uh, with coaches and clients. Are you, do you have anything that's opening up for you or what's the, what's the future hold for Kim right now? Oh my God. So interesting. And I think I kind of bypassed your whole question about human design. I do use human <laughs> design in my business, <laughs> okay. um, in my membership and in, in their business training. And it's uh-huh. basically when they're a little lost, they're a little confused. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey, wait, let me take a look. Like today I had someone matter of fact in my free, um, my free, what are we doing? The challenge uh-huh. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. This is a six, two. I need to know. Can you send me your information? Sure enough. She was a six, two. Uh-huh. The other one I recognized, I was like, I knew she was a one, three, like it's because uh-huh. that's my husband and that's me. And uh-huh. so you start to recognize the characteristics, oh, yeah. not label, not no, put them in a box. No, 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 no. Recognize because once you can recognize you have an understanding mm-hmm. and you can create what you want from that foundation, from that mm-hmm. understanding. 
And so I do use that. So what am I working on right now? I am just in the realization that I do not have a coaching business. What? Like I am creating an organization, a platform mm-hmm. for healing focused entrepreneurs to mm-hmm. come do their work so we can create an impact together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I really, so that's what I'm working on. I'm doing um, some pretty intensive, I'm heavily invested in some intensive training on how to incentivize, how to find partners, um, how to align with collaborators who want to do this, how to, how to do that financially. Like, mm-hmm. Those are things I've been a solopreneur my entire life. Right. Well. I tried working for someone for six months. It didn't go so well. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was pretty early ended. And I spent a lot of time home with my babies until they went to school. Like I sold Avon to pay for a sitter in order for me not to, you know, just to get out my house kind of thing. And so now it's, so this is what's new and dangerous, scary. My brain is like on high alert. My mind is telling me so many stories, Heather. Like I wake up frantic at two o'clock in the morning, sweating Mm -hmm. it out, not wanting Mm -hmm. to get rid of what I know in order to know something new. Our minds cannot see the future. It cannot predict something it hasn't experienced. And it is going to fight you people. It is going to fight you too. And now just like a six, two coming off the roof, you are going to fight. You're not going to want to do it Mm -hmm. because of the patterning, because of the imprint in the body. And because we're basically saying like, you're just going to go out there and just do and be. And the mind is like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how we do things, sister. What about this? What about this? What about this? What if you fail? What if you go broke? What if you Mm -hmm. die? What if it doesn't work? What if you give them all your information and they quit? What if you write all that stuff? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're so cute. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So cute. Making me integrate now. (laughs) It is woozy. I've been going through this for weeks. And so Mm -hmm. I'm looking to blow this up. And my goal, Mm -hmm. I love this is to leverage the playing field between the million dollar marketers and mm-hmm. the healing focused entrepreneurs time to come out and play guys. You got to quit hiding. They're not going to put us on the cross. They're not going to burn us at the state. Right. The world is waiting on us. You keep saying mm-hmm. you want to serve, but what you're doing is self-preserving instead. Mm-hmm. And by trying to protect yourself, this, and I'm talking to the healing focused entrepreneur. Oh my God. Putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. is actually what's recreating the wound and the separation Mm -hmm. and stopping you from stepping into ownership of your calling of what you are just desiring to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that, that, that drive and passion to serve. It's Mm going to make you mad before it's going to go away. You can't put it out guys. It's your soul. Yeah. So I'm on a mission to prove that um, Mm -hmm. I can help monetize it because I understand money. And I, you know, we understand that thoughts Mm -hmm. or the language of the mind, Mm -hmm. emotion, sensations, or language of the body. Mm -hmm. Money is language of the material world, Mm -hmm. period. And until we heal that wound, oh gosh, yeah. until Mm -hmm. we heal that wound, we cannot, it's like if all the Walmarts just closed right now, all the, matter of fact, all the grocery stores closed, Mm -hmm. lock the doors, and you have all these people on the outside who want to come in to get groceries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's really icky to sell. People are going to talk about me. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that doesn't feel right. I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to go to heaven. If I got to give this away, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can't let you have it. You're just going to have to starve. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but you know, I can't deal with myself. I'm mm-hmm. self-preserving. I don't want you to think badly of me. So I'm just going to keep the doors locked. Mm-hmm. That's literally what the healers are doing. 
oh my gosh, yeah. And you sit in that discomfort. I mean, I did it for years. And then I flew off my porch and basically, you know, I could have had a huge head injury and because I wasn't in alignment. And at that moment, when I flew off there two years ago, I was like, okay, something's got to change. I'm not living authentically. So yeah, that's what you're doing. You're working with those people. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm so driven mm-hmm. to show them to heal that wound, you know, to yes. show them that it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, my story comes back to my dad. So mm-hmm. he was just super soft-hearted. I've never looked up his chart. I don't know why I haven't done that, but, um, so we, he had, he worked on cars, he did paint and body stuff and mechanic mm-hmm. stuff. And I remember these women and kids who had no money because I would babysit for them and they couldn't, they wouldn't even pay us. Oh, and yeah. he, he, one case in particular, he fixed someone's transmission. So he took money out of his checking account, out of his money to right. buy the transmission. And then he did the work and then she couldn't pay him. And I remember being the kid who had no electricity, hungry. Right. Because he Uh had given his, that's classic people pleasing. That's classic codependency. Mm -hmm. And I am not doing that. I cannot do that. No. No. And, but that's where it came from. So I thank him. I thank Mm -hmm. him for showing me that. And Mm -hmm. I thank my mother for not mothering me to show me how to be a great mother. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I think they're both, I mean, deep gratitude of the experience of being the abandoned, rejected, a non-tended to child, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, there's just so much beauty in understanding it now because it comes full circle. And then once we are whole, once we have healed these wounds, the next like normal step, if there's a normal such thing as normal, <laughs> the next thing to do is to go help others. You're like done with yourself, right? We spent a lifetime working on ourselves, And now I'm like, yeah, what am I supposed to do now? Uh-huh. Oh, this is when we bring all of us together. This yeah. is when we bring humanity together. You know, it's a very small percentage who actually gets above all of it on their oh. own. We need each other. Very mm-hmm. few people figure it out for themselves. Right, right. And we do, we need, we can't, we don't have to do it alone. I think that's the huge message here is you don't have to do it alone. And if you're sitting in that discomfort, um, you know, reach out to somebody, see who resonates with you. You see if it's Kim, who is your coach and your guide, because, but sitting in it is only going to frustrate you more. And, um, and then, then we do create that dis-ease in our bodies. Um, and, or we end up numbing ourselves in some way. So but there's so much shame in being vulnerable. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it, was, it was shame. I had so much shame about who I was, where I grew up at, what my life was like. And mm-hmm. so, but I was the one who was locking myself in the closet, holding the door and not putting the light on. Like I mm-hmm. was in the darkness, yes. shame, uh-huh. festering and growing and, you know, I was eating away at my health. And even though I had a gym and I was exercising and eating right. And I was a health right. coach. I was, it, it <laughs> I can learn all of that stuff, but yeah, it doesn't overwrite what's going on in the emotional body. It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. So, wow. This is, this has been such a great um, conversation. I'm enjoying it so much. I would like, if you wouldn't mind, I invite you to give the listeners maybe three to five tips on how to get started. Um, you know, just getting back to the basics, how can they get started? If they're feeling stuck, they're feeling those, uh, health coaches, those people who have done all of the, the courses and stuff, but they're still sitting there. 
yeah, the trainings I, I posted about that this morning. It's mm-hmm. like you can get the certification, but it doesn't give you the practical business training. And right. that, that was my big awareness. You know, mm-hmm. I came out of cosmetology school as well as, you know, mm-hmm. massage and hypnotherapy and yoga and meditation mm-hmm. and fitness training and all, all the things. Not one of those had business training. Not right. one of those exactly. taught me how to serve people, taught me how to make money, how to balance my money, how to invest in myself. None, not one taught right. me that. Mm-hmm. And so it's that, that was the number one thing that I came to rectify, I'll say, or mm-hmm. that's the problem that I solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah, give us your top three tips. Yeah. And so that. I would say the very first thing is really to, of course, tap in, come back to that burning desire. What is the burning desire? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, taking note of it. So I love to journal. And so you're just mm-hmm. writing about it and like really dreaming big, be like Cinderella in the castle mm-hmm. and the, like all of it, just like really play daydreaming. Mm-hmm. Visualization is one of the most powerful tools on the earth mm-hmm. in humanity. Mm-hmm. And so like build that vision up. And it's going to take a practice. Whenever I did this, I had a 30 second capacity to hold the vision. I have a podcast on this. Mm, I love that. I, I realized that I, as soon as I would like think about it, it would, it would take a second for the what if to come in mm-hmm. or yeah, that would be great. But you know, all of that stuff. So notice how long you have the capacity to hold the vision because it's a practice guys. It's not a one-time event. Right. Exactly. Imagination, the visualization is a practice. So you want to come back to that burning desire to serve. You want to write about it. You want to talk about it. You want to see yourself in it. Yep. Then you want to recognize why you can't have it Mm -hmm. because that's going to keep popping up right while you're visualizing. And so then you want to unpack that. Mm-hmm. And have that because um, they are doing it because they have dot, 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 dot. It's going to always be judgment, comparison, and competition, I promise you. Mm-hmm. And then once you notice that and understand that it's the subconscious that's telling that story, it's actually not reality. Mm-hmm. Then and only then do you pivot the behavior. Mm-hmm. You interrupt the pattern. You cannot interrupt the pattern before the awareness, otherwise, you're bypassing. Mm-hmm. But you got to get present first. Mm-hmm. You got to understand what's unconsciously running in your mind, the story you heard in childhood, the upbringing, the religious dogma, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Once you have the awareness, get curious mm-hmm. and start to explore, start to ask questions. That's not me. I'm not her. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And then lay out an affirmation of what mm-hmm. is true. I am a child of God. I'm magnificent. I'm a helper. I'm a server. Mm-hmm. This is what creates satisfaction in my life. This is what I want to do. I am compelled to serve. You want to turn it around and you want to repeat it. And then you want to take one action that takes you closer to it. Oh, I love those tips. Oh, those are wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Kim, I am so glad you've been here with me here today. We could keep going and going, and we do need to do a separate podcast on human design and just talk all things human design. But this has been so good. It's so inspirational. Um, Kim can be reached through her website at Kim Guillory. That is K-I-M-G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com. She's on Facebook at Kim Guillory and also More Than Mindset. 
She is Kim.Guillory on Instagram. And she also has a podcast of her own called More Than Mindset. So check all of that out. Kim, again, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it so much. This has been such a lovely conversation and so inspiring. Yes, great. Thanks for having me. And guys, get out there and go serve. <laughs> just yes, <laughs> just do it. Just put yourself out there. I love it. All I right. always put myself in a position of, of like, but what if this is the last day? What if this is the last month, right? Mm-hmm. What would I do then? So take yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. That that's of urgency. There's nothing better than mortality. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get yourself out there. You never know how long you have. All right. Thank you. Again, this has been the Integra podcast where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Talk with you next time. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.